If you're in need of a little motivation to kickstart your new year, then you're in the right place. You're listening to This Woman Can. I'm your host, Janice Sutherland, where I help mature professional black women take charge of their careers and lives to create a future on their terms. Everybody, and welcome to my first interview of 2024. And whilst I recorded it last year, latter part of last year, what was said and what, what my interview Madeline McQueen was just what I need to hear to kickstart my new year because I'd come into it with a little bit of a funk, struggling to get motivated, but she said a lot to get me started and I hope she does the same for you. Hey everybody and welcome back to this week's edition of This Woman Camp. I am your host Janice Sutherland, career strategist for the mature black woman. So I am really excited. I'm always excited to have my guest this week, Madeline McQueen. Now, Madeline's career spans 35 years. And you can say she doesn't look, doesn't look a day over 21, during which she has graced the stage to inspire the workforce of brands ranging from Saatchi and Saatchi and Ogilvy to Google, Sky and Nike. Married for 27 years, she's the mother of two adult daughters, and she's now proudly in her 50s. She has an eclectic mix of learnings, anecdotes, and experiences that she shares freely with her audience on the speaking circuit. I think this kind of summed up, give you a ba- little background to where Ma- the strength, strength of Madeline, where she says in a single year, she experienced a miscarriage, her husband's business collapse, and they had to sell the house to go into rented accommodation, which took her on a self-development journey that now underpins her methodology and practice. And if that doesn't, you know, epitomize turning lemons into lemonade, I don't know what what is. So I'm going to cut it short there because I'm excited to talk to Madeline and say welcome, Madeline. Welcome to This Woman Can. Oh, Janice, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's wonderful to be here. Fabulous. And thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be a guest. Now, um, I gave I didn't really give a little potted history. I, 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 I do want to take away your thunder. So <laughs> give us tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Hmm. So I am the youngest of six girls born to Caribbean parents uh, from Barbados and Antigua. Um, grew up in Leicester originally met my husband, who many people tend to know and follow, because he's always on LinkedIn, um, McQueen, um, when we were about, I think I was just before my 19th birthday. Um, so we've been married for 28 years together, for 35. Um, and um, I moved to London, you know, started my life in, in customer service for insurance company, moved, took a psychometric test, uh, for another insurance company and came out as the ideal salesperson. So started as a financial advisor for them um, and then eventually moved on to being an IT sales mm. uh, from a small company to a pretty big company and uh, won um, what we call spiffs, some big ones too. Mm. So they are competitions uh, based on my work and um yeah, sold some of the, the, the most Toshiba laptops in the country one year and sent on holiday and all of that jazz. Had my first child, which was, you know, challenging. Uh, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist as well. I am no longer, but that was that was my back background. Um, and on <laughs> and when I got to my second child, my husband had just started a new business. Um, 
and I actually had had a miscarriage and then got pregnant again really quickly um he started a business and then the the just the whole market of that business dropped but I was then with two children one about to go to school one at home the cost of trying to do it all was just so I kind of started a different life of doing a little bit of consulting here sales consulting sales coaching then business consulting business coaching I did a course in coaching and um realized halfway through it oh I really should have done the business course (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, and and then what I started doing is just consulting uh doing more business consulting business coaching and realizing I'm spending a lot of time helping the um the business owners kind of to Mm -hmm. own their value own their confidence because it was seeping out all over the place um and I suppose that you know several years ago I just put my stake in the ground and said okay I'm gonna just focus on leaders because that's who I end up spending all my time with um and that's what I really started doing executive coaching working with leaders um based on my methodology of clarity confidence and empowerment Mm -hmm. and it's a bit of an equation which is clarity plus confidence over an empowerment equals thrive and I am all about the life that thrives I am so done with survival I've been there we had to set out start all over again 72p in my pocket you know done it yeah and uh, I'm like nah there there is survival and there's survival and there's thriving I just want to thrive yeah 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 and how I got it (laughs) <laughs> and, and I'm listening to you and there's so many little synergies that you said, well, the Antiguan connection for one, similar career paths. Like I started in say, I started in sales because maybe because, yeah, sales, customer call centers and stuff work my way through. So, and like you say, glory girl, win the rewards. You do it because you're good at it. It's not because yeah. you've got a special thing. It's just the fact you enjoy doing it and you're really good at it. So let me reap, let me reap what it brings so so many synergies so thanks so much for sharing that Fine. so in that journey I suppose and the latter part of the journey we talked about being in our 50s and I'm really interesting really mm-hmm. interested in the journeys of that so what would you say has been some of the biggest challenges having the career in this in this in this age in this era honest honest I yes one of the biggest challenges is recognizing that I am not a spring chicken that (laughs) and I think this is really important it's like yeah you know going through perimenopause yeah yeah being awake at night running to the toilet not being able to like being on the climate call and not being able to hold my pee you know and and the reason why I say this is it's the stuff we don't talk about I feel like we got I got to my kind of late 40s 50s and it's so funny, the conversation I have seemed to have with a lot of women, especially black women, is nobody told us. Yeah. Nobody told us. And, and what that then means for working, yeah. what that means for being in your career. And yeah. I, I'm here, I'm like, I'm super ambitious in the way maybe I, I was ambitious, but you get to 50 and there is a level of freedom you've Absolutely. never had yeah. before. Yeah. Like for me, my children are 21 and 25. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I earn more than than I did. Um, I, I mean when I was in sales, I had great money, but you yeah. know, now this is all on me. I have can create my space. But I think the real challenge is 
navigating the things nobody told you yes. about being in great freedom but actually your body's not where it where it was yeah and that's got to work at it so yeah harder you yeah. know and that's why yeah. that's what I they're my biggest challenges and, and and it's interesting because we were having a little a little off off camera joke about black don't crack and how we look and stuff like that and I think when you're in the corporate environment because you look younger than you are there's an assumption that not so much mentally but physically maybe you can do more than expected so if we're going to work you <laughs> that is so true and I experience that all the time with my clients which yeah. is you know they are working twice as hard which is a recipe for disaster um we were taught something that actually doesn't work yeah. um and so they are looking older they are you know they are going through this stuff but still expected to be on you know 150 percent yeah and it's yeah. just it's crucifying for for many of them and I know for me as much as I want to go 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 there's more of my kind of thing I keep reminding myself is less is more less uh, is more yeah 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 and it's good you say that because I went through a phase where I suppose even transitioning out of corporate entrepreneurship where I felt I had to be working every single hour I felt I wasn't successful and I always equated as growing up Caribbean parents hard work equals success you all, you know, you can't be sitting there looking like you're doing nothing. There's always something. You know, the idle hands. There's always mm-hmm. praise. There's always something. You know, <laughs> the devil finds work, but idle that's hands the word. do. So that's that's the thing. You know, so it's you true. always had to be. You always had to be kept busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that analogy. So that feeling of like, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not getting the success. Then having to have a have a have a word myself and realize, in the corporate world, Janice, you had a whole team of people behind you who were doing things you're kind of on your own now and how are you measuring the big, the big thing for me is re is reimagining success what does success look like for me um you know as we as we as we mature it changes our values change back in the day it was the car the house the this the that now I'm just like gosh give me a couple hours in my garden I'm good <laughs> I think that's so true I, I had a conversation with a friend recently who was giving herself a really hard time because she's transferred um, from, you know, being in corporate mm. and to running her own business. And there's lots of challenges that come with that. Yes. I actually have to say to her, you need to change your definition of failure yes. and your definition of what success looks yes. like for you. I think that many of us, a question I ask all the time is, whose voice is in your head? Yeah. And many of us, it's not even our own voice. Yes. It's somebody else's, Absolutely. maybe a parent or a, yeah. or a teacher or our first manager. Yeah. And so yeah. we're still racing against this and trying to operate on their terms. But I think this is a beautiful age to go, well, what are my terms? Yes. How do yeah. I want to live my life? And what does living my life on my terms Absolutely. Look, like, look like, you know? Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. So conversely, then we said what, you know, what the challenges were, what has been the best thing about mid-career change? I think it's freedom. Mm. I mean, I'm still operating, you know, freedom is something that we're, I feel at this age, it's, it's like, it's almost like um, testing. Okay. 
mm, that means I'm going to be doing too much or that means I'm not doing enough or whatever, right? So you're still testing your freedom levels. I know yeah. I certainly am. But I think that's that. And also, I just, I think the best thing about this mid-career time, I don't care. <laughs> I'll hear that one more time. <laughs> I do not care yeah and I, I I am I call myself an undercover activist yes Rosie you know Rosie number two is Tim Okamura he, he paints but I'm like I've loved this painting for quite some time and I decided yeah. I was going to buy the print of it but yeah. also the message here every damn day when yeah. I'm on regardless of what my client looks like they're going to see this black woman going like yeah. this yeah like yeah. and it's it's like I don't I recognize that so often we have made ourselves very, very small mm. in order to fit into spaces that we don't deserve us, in all yeah. honesty. Yeah. Yeah. This, where I'm at now, I think where you can be at this age is when you let go of um, dependency on somebody mm. else for your validation. Mm. I think that's what happens at this yeah. age. Yeah. Then actually... Okay, knock yourselves out. That's yeah, literally yeah. worth that. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, and I love that. Yeah, and yeah, there is something about that. I must admit, the, the amount of women I ask the question and they say to me, I don't give, I don't care. I don't have to answer. You know, I even remember doing that in my own career when the younger girls, with the younger leaders were coming to me and say, Janice, how are you so open to saying what's on your mind? And I'm like, because you know what? This isn't the career end for me. This is not trajectory. I just happen to be here. It's serving a purpose right now for me, but it's not where I envisage myself being. You know, that's not the plan. That's not the plan. So I'm good, you know, and I always tell my bosses, I said, I don't work for you. I work with you. You need to understand. You need to understand that. You know, I work with you, but I don't work for you. You know, I'm a big woman. You can't be telling me this. You no, know, this is not working for me. You know, so yes, yeah, so the freedom and the letting go of what other people's opinions is such is such a powerful thing. Thanks. So thanks for sharing that. So you've done these changes. You've embarked on this on this mid career change. But what do you think? What do you wish you had known when you embarked on it? Reflecting back. I think the thing I maybe wish I had known was nobody knows. And what I mean by that is I, I find, especially people who are operating in entrepreneurship and then clients who are asking, you know, who are, who are earning at a particular level hmm. um, and maybe haven't asked for what they should have done is this assumption that, I mean, how can I explain it? Like, we assume that everybody almost knows what's in our head and nobody knows. Yes, yeah. And so you might be absolutely, you know, wetting your pants about mm. <laughs> saying whatever it might be, right? So you can say, I don't care, right? So about, about, about asking for a number, for yeah. example. Yeah. Naturally, if you just asked yeah without thinking about what will they think yeah that I think I wish I had been I've always been quite bullshit but I really wish 
I wasn't was able to have not got in my head mm. as much about what I thought it meant. Yeah. Uh, and just asked for more. Yeah. Like and just ask for more. That that would be my my thing. You can only I mean my background in sales yours is too. As yeah. you know, it's very rare to negotiate up. You're only ever going to negotiate down. Yeah. So you might as well ask for more because nobody knows that you're yeah. scared yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Just yeah. go for it. Go and, for it. And and it's interesting you said that. So what do you think was be what did you think that was going in your head? What do you think would have happened if you did ask? I think that sometimes what we're what the the fear is always going to be rejection. Yeah. It's going to be rejection, and that rejection is linked to validation. Mm-hmm. Like if they reject me, what does that mean about me? Maybe I'm yeah. not good enough. Maybe I ask for too much. Maybe they see me as this. Maybe they see me as that. And actually, we kind of again it goes back to we need to kind of not care because yeah. the the more almost flagrant we are about it the more people go oh okay she means it mm-hmm. you know she's not mm-hmm. she's not bothered and desperation mm-hmm. is always a thing that that um that repels people mm-hmm. but actually that confidence in what you have to say even if yeah. you may not feel a hundred percent confident but just by saying it yeah. and going it doesn't they don't know what's in my head they don't yeah. know yeah. it's okay I'm yeah. just gonna say Whatever that thing. Yeah. And the thing for me is that I've always, I, I say to my class, I said, look, but if they say no, what, how has your position changed? Because you're no worse off than when you asked, because it's still the status quo. But the good thing is, at least you know where you stand. If, you know, so yeah. I've been in that position and I've said, okay, so you don't think I'm worth it, but somebody else out there does. And also, if you don't ask, the answer is always, always no. no. Absolutely. So you might as well just give you a 50 50 chance. Yeah. But again, yeah. then no. And also, it does. You know, I think I, you know, I say this all the time. You know, good questions. It's a, it's a quote, you know, good tra- questions inform, great questions transform. And our questions create our world. And that's two different quotes, two different people. I can't <laughs> feel like I'll go me. for it. Don't ask, don't ask that question. <laughs> That's why they're always on my presentation written out with the name because otherwise I've got no chance. <laughs> but, um, but I think, that, you know, the thing about that is I love that, you know, our questions create our world. Mm-hmm. And because we don't ask, we don't know what is or is not possible. And even if you've got to know, you can ask some more questions, which yes. is, okay, well, what stopped you going ahead? Or yeah. You yeah. Know, well, what yeah. would have to happen from that? to be my reality you can gain information and the more but we're kind of almost I don't want to ask a stupid question or I don't want them to see me in this way but actually the more you stop making it about them and the more you make it about your need you're going to ask so much more and so for me I think when I was first making my changes and I was a little bit it's like actually it doesn't really matter what's going on for them what's going on for you Mm, fabulous I love that some great piece of advice definitely a great piece of advice so Madeline I'm not going to second guess this but describe one of your biggest challenges and how you overcame it and the lessons you learned oh one of my biggest challenges okay so we went through a really really hard time financially so David's business went under I was home with you know like a four-year-old and a, and, and a baby 
and um, we had to sell our house and start all over again. And during that time, you know, it was that we just really struggled um, in so many different ways, struggled to pay the bills, you know, um, bailiffs at the door, all of those sorts of things. And, you know, you've been through, gone through, um, and I remember kind of going, why on earth, why me? You know, like, why this? And, you know, there's a really good message in that is that if you have never been through, you then how are you going to help other people go through? Yeah. You've got no understanding. And also you have to go through to get through. Mm. But it was really hard. And I never forget my husband. Before, well, we had sold our house. We were living in a bungalow, uh, rented accommodation, um, getting letters, you know, checks bouncing, all of this sort of mm. stuff. And I remember feeling just so weighed down by problems. Like everywhere I turned, there was another problem. I, I used to say that we lived in the house of broken things. You know, the um, everything broke. <laughs> like When you're broke, it's like everything breaks. So, you know, yeah. the, uh, the bookcase was leaning, you know. <laughs> The television got broken, it fell on the floor. You know, it's just like everything seemed to be broken. And then obviously when you're in that situation, you can't repair things. And I, I used to say we live in a house of broken things. And I remember we got a letter one day from the bank, which was just another letter saying, yeah, you are in a problem. Yeah. And I went to David and said, I think we're cursed. <laughs> And we kind of hugged them and we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And it was in that moment when I realized, oh my goodness, I've spent all my time focused on problems. I've spent all my time looking at how terrible this all is. And actually my entire story, when I met people, I talked about, oh, we went through a really hard time. We had to sell our house, start all over again. It's been a real challenge. Like it was just seeping out of me everywhere I went. And it was so challenging because, you know, you've got children, there's things that they need. Another letter comes in from school asking for, yeah, another, I mean, some of them, they just bam, 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 one after the other, all requesting money. And then there's World Book Day and now I've got to dress my child in some way. Um, um, And I just, in that moment, something clicked and it was like the reason why you keep having more problems, so many challenges, that's what you're focused on mm. not focusing on solutions yeah and I think that was the day yeah. life changed yeah. it didn't change overnight yeah but everything started to shift because I shifted my thinking so I started looking for solutions and it's really funny because in two weeks we uh, it was like 2007 two weeks we created this program and sold 10 grand's worth of business and we were working in school so yeah. that was a pretty at the time a yeah. lot of business and it was like this is what's possible when you focus on what's yeah. possible yeah and that's been my focus ever since okay. do I have my ups and downs yes yeah. but focusing on solutions has made a really big difference and yeah. for what's possible has made a massive difference to my life fabulous fabulous and I love that because I always tell people I have a bit of a MacGyver mindset I said I can see there's a problem there. I just haven't found the solution yet. And when I find it, it may not be pretty, but it's going to work. Right. Yeah. 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 And you can make, and that's the other thing is you can make it work. And actually once you become more solution focused, you know, 
and I, I think I always was, but this situation yeah, just, just brings it out. Yeah, me yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And, but when you do, it's amazing how many solutions you can find. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't have to be pretty, it just needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So th- thanks for sharing that. So then conversely, then what's been your biggest career triumph? I like to get the highs and the lows. I've had quite a few, to be fair. So this year, I won an award from the background from um, Inspirational Women. I never knew it was a big deal. Um, (laughs) Some inspirational every day. What's it? What is it? Okay, I got there and, you know, and, you know, I had been nominated and I was up against some fierce competition. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Uh, And I won. I I went and I was sitting there and I won. And I sat there like, I then called my name. My face was on the screen. I was just like, (laughs) like, what? Um, and it was such a wonderful feeling because it was rec- I was recognised, and I always said, oh, I don't really win awards. And then this year I've won three, and what was and it started in January. And what was really, I think, actually even more than winning the award was when I posted it on LinkedIn that I had won the most aspirational woman award and it wasn't a black award yeah, it was yeah. just an award yeah yeah so of all and what was so interesting about that taking nothing away from black awards at all um was the amount of people on my link that post just went wild and I couldn't believe how many people that I didn't know was like of course you won yeah, yeah. You. and yeah. that was just like my voice is heard yeah and I'm having an impact on people yeah. and a positive one and that's beautiful mm. you know because you don't know you don't always yeah. know yeah the reach of what you do yeah. and so yeah that was a real big achievement for me uh, I mean there have been others you know don't get me wrong mm. you know I want this contract or I've done this and I've done that but that really touched me in a way really did and it spurred me on because it goes there's more people who need you. Excellent. So just, 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 uh, I suppose, piggybacking on that then, um, women listen to this and they're saying, oh, I want my voice to be heard. I feel a little bit invisible. Um, they say you get to 50, you start to be invisible, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think that's, a, I don't think that's a problem for either you or I, but for some women out there who feel like, you know, they're falling back into the shadows and not being recognized, what kind of, tips or advice could you give them if there's one thing you could share you know what I will say my one thing is when you're talking this is the first thing that came to mind take up space you have the right and you've earned the experience you've got the knowledge the take up space don't wait for it to be given to you take it up if that means you need to post on LinkedIn post on LinkedIn yeah. if that means you need to speak up in meetings speak up in meetings if that means you've got to go and you know spend time with a CEO or ask for a meeting with a senior leader or go and get yourself a sponsor or get a coach or whatever it might be yeah. take your space yeah. don't let anybody push you into a corner let yourself be seen be known and be heard fabulous fabulous and I can hear them I can hear them listening to them going, it's all right for you, Madeline. It's all right for you, Janice. You guys are all confident. Um, so, uh, but are there any days where you just don't feel that confident? You Absolutely. Know, and, and how do you kind of get yourself out of that situation? Yeah. 
things like that. And I, and I think the reason why, and if you'll allow me to say this is, the reason why we have this um, perception of confidence is because we've been sold a lie. The lie is you're either confident or you're not. Yeah. And that's not true. I mean, since we're talking about women in their 50s, yeah. you'll understand it when I say it. Confidence is like a graphic equalizer. You know, the levels going up and down like this, that's confidence, right? It's a it's a muscle. It's like Rosie yeah. and her muscle. Yeah. We have to work it. It's situational. We've all been walked into a job feeling great. Yeah. Manager was toxic, yeah. absolutely broken yeah. by the time we left. Yeah. It is something that is active. It yeah. is temporary. And yeah. so, well, the moment we change our view mm. on what confidence is or isn't, then we stop saying, I'm not confident or you're confident and actually stop going, depending on the circumstances, depending on what I or what I am. So where are you most confident? Where, where confident? Where do you feel most confident? Who are you with when mm. you're most confident? And what does that look like and why? Yeah. And then can we take one or two of those things and put them in a different situation? Like put me on a table with 10 people. Yeah. And, you know, look, I'm the 10th most probably. And we've all got to introduce, I tell you, my handbag's here like this. I My voice gets high <laughs> and I start speaking equestrian English. And I'm like, hello, everybody. I'm kind of cringing inside. You know, welcome to these people. Um, and then, I had to go, like, recently what I've been doing, instead of kind of, because David will talk to everybody, and I'm just sitting mm. there like a novelty, you know, I, is that what I started going is, okay, let me, let me use what I use when I'm on stage, let me step mm. into that, mm. okay, so I'm gonna ask a question, I'm gonna do, do those things, so it's just a case of, if you want to get yourself feeling more confident, like what are the things that boost it it might be there might be a song that really lifts you yeah. do that and then go into that meeting yeah. it might be yeah. some affirmations I am amazing I know what I'm doing I've been doing this for years it might be you need to write a list of all of your achievements because goodness knows you've done many yeah. and don't even log them yeah. um but remember it is not an either or it is yeah. both yeah Fabulous. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, and, and you mentioned that you've been voted um, most aspirational woman. Lovely. So so let me ask you, um, mm. who who inspires you? Who do you know? Who do you look to? Who would, who would you have as your mentor if you could? That's a really hard one because I've never been a kind of person to look to everybody else. I'm the youngest of six girls. So I've always had strong women around me. And my dad died when I was 10. So my mother was super strong. Um, and I take a lot from her. Like she always yes. had a lawyer on retainer. I'm like, who does that? Uh, you know, <laughs> I have a lawyer on retainer. You know, it's, so I took a lot from her in that respect. You know, I was always so coordinated. That is my mom. She used to yeah. coordinate all six of us. Um, so there's that. And then I also just... I, I don't have specific people as such. Mm. I look around and I I I admire people. There's people I admire. Um, I couldn't even tell this is tumbleweed in the brain, right? I couldn't even say who specifically, but I take different things from different people yeah. rather than one thing from everybody. Um, I can take a lot of inspiration from a lot of my clients. A lot of them are um, really making 
changes or, or they're really kind of trailblazing some of them have gone through really terrible experiences and they still rise you know so i take inspiration from so many different women um in so many different ways mm -hmm. i couldn't literally say oh it's just this one it's so interesting this this month is saluting our sisters and yes. i realized i haven't done a post with all of my and i'm like <laughs> Where would I start? Yeah. Uh, my struggle is where do I start? Yeah. There are so many that I would not want to miss. Yeah. So I kind of just gone, hello everybody, you're all amazing, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because we are, we are, we are definitely. Just think I can look at most black women or even just women. Yeah. Who are stepping up and stepping out and gaining something from them. Fabulous. You know. So yeah, thank you, thank you. So we're, we're winding down to our last few questions. So I'll take you out of the hot seat. So we are we're women over fifty. We've already said we've already said that. But what do you enjoy most about being over fifty? I think I enjoy most that I know in a way that maybe I didn't know as before is that it's all possible for me that I know who I am and yeah. that's good yeah excellent I like that answer I like that answer so Madeline what are the three things you've learned about yourself during your career I am sunshine <laughs> it, it feels so good to say it because I may never have said that before yeah I light up a room and I'm gonna own it not because I'm and I'm not even you know I'm not even gonna do that I I bring sunshine and light and that's that's something I recognize makes a really big difference for me yeah. um the second thing across my career is um I am solution focused mm -hmm. And I'm always looking for how we can make it possible. I'm going to find a way to make it possible. And the third thing I think I've learned is um, the limits that you have mm. or the limits that you set on yourself. Is there systematic racism? Yes. Is there gender inequality? Yes. And yet still, you can choose any day of the week, decide what is and is not possible for you. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Love that. So my final official interview question then is what does success feel like to you? You went to the field, Janet. You the went fields, to the field. All the feels, all the feels. <laughs> success feels like Doing what I said I was going to do for me and engaging with or taking all of the support that I can have with me um, on that journey, knowing that I don't have to do it all myself anymore. Yeah, I feel that too. I feel it. I feel it. Thank you. That was my last official question. So if people want to connect with you, Madeline, how can they do that? So 
Um, there's a few ways. Um, you can go to my site, madelinemcqueen.com, which is M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E. -E. There's no extra A's or E's or I's in there. It's literally made line. Um, <laughs> and McQueen doesn't have a, 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 a an A in it, so it's just M small C. Um, and then the other places uh, is LinkedIn. So I am Madeline McQueen on LinkedIn. Um, on uh, Facebook, I think I'm the Madeline McQueen. I, I think it's the land I don't yeah. really go to, like the land time forgot for me at the moment. Um, and Instagram, I am the Madeline McQueen. I came off of Twitter uh, when Elon decided to get involved. So um, they are the main places. And, and then also I run a club called the Compass Club. So you can also go to um, the compass.club and that is exclusively for black and black mixed heritage women. Just tell us a little bit more before we, before we wrap up about the Compass Club. So if people listen and women listen, think, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I created it especially for professional black women over the age of 35. The reason why is because corporate spaces can be lonely places. And, um, and it's also a case of sometimes you're made to think you're crazy and you're not. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to create a space where there was, we're very good at professional development as black women, yes. but we're not great on personal development. And I yeah. wanted to create a space where you could develop yourself personally to leverage it for professional success. Um, because if you don't build the confidence, if you don't yeah. know how yeah. to work, then actually you do end up. And secondly, if you keep working twice as hard, you're going to be twice as stuck. Yeah. And so it has, we do like a gathering once a month. We have a coach up group coaching experience. We have guest speakers come in of women who were, you know, at, at a high level that you may never know. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we have um, a music library, a film library, a, um, nice. we have a book library. Uh, we do restorative yoga every Thursday evening at 7.30. It's coming up. Um, you know, it's just, it's a space for yeah. Black women to connect, find sisterhood, grow and grow. Fabulous. On that note, as I said, they can find you at thecompassclub.com. Comp the compass dot club the comp the compass dot club i'll be sure to put the links in the show notes so people yeah, can to to that's, yeah, fine. that's fine so thank you so much madeline for your time today thank you for being my guest oh janice it's been my pleasure and thank you so much for having me i appreciate it you're welcome now wasn't that a word there is so many takeaways i could share from that but I really want to focus on one thing that really, really stood out for me. And it's when Madeline said that we're really good at professional development, but not so good at personal development. And what does that mean? Well, it really stood out for me because what I see with the women I work with, that when we're in pursuit of our professional excellence, we have mastered the art of career development. We're honing our skills. We're climbing the corporate ladder. But when it comes to that personal development, when it comes to taking care of ourselves, especially for the dynamic, resilient, mature black women, there's definitely room for us to elevate our approach. While we've excelled in advancing our professional expertise, it's crucial to recognise the importance of nurturing our personal growth and well-being. It really isn't just about climbing the career ladder right now. It's about thriving holistically at every stage of our lives. Statistics show that we are one of the most 
educated demographics. And I'm not surprised because whenever we feel a lack in our achievement or our progress, our first thought is often to obtain even more qualifications. But as we navigate the complexities of leadership and life, there's a unique opportunity to integrate personal development seamlessly into your journey to hone not only your leadership or your skills or your career, but one that also empowers you to embrace self-care, strengthen resilience and find fulfillment beyond the boardroom, beyond the big job and everything like that. So let's redefine success by acknowledging that personal professional development really are interconnected. We can't have one without the other. For those of us over 50, it's about a comprehensive journey that embraces both the professional strides we've made and the personal fulfillment we deserve. Because when personal professional development go hand in hand, that's where in true empowerment lies. And I see such a big difference in the lifestyles, the thought process, the mindset of those women that I work with when they realise that that's what I suppose having it all means is about having that interpersonal and the career both on lock and both together. So that's my key takeaway. As I said, there's loads more she said. I would love to hear yours. Don't forget you could drop me a line at social media on all the socials. I am Janice Sutherland. Or even tell me what your great, your best takeaway was from the interview by emailing me info at JaniceSutherland.com. And if you'd welcome support in just defining what that professional and personal development journey would look like for you, don't forget you can have a chat with me. You can catch me on all the socials. As I said, I am Janice Sutherland. Email me at info at Janice Sutherland. Let's book some time. Let's have a chat as to how I can help you on your midlife journey. So as always, remember, if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time. Thanks for listening. If you got something from this week's episode, please let me know. Better yet, share it with your friends, colleagues and anyone you know who can benefit from this message. Don't forget to subscribe or write a review and connect with me at my website, JaniceSutherland.com, where you can also subscribe to the This Woman Can newsletter or connect with me on LinkedIn. Remember, you have the wisdom, resilience, authenticity and power to create a life on your terms. And if I can, you can, this woman can, take care until next time.